0: Colby Covington opened the door for Conor McGregor to potentially become a three belt champion. Of course, there's a lot that has to happen before that fight can even take place. McGregor's got to beat Michael Chandler. Colby Covington's got to beat Leon Edwards. But these are all possibilities. I mean, both of those things could very easily happen. And in my predictions, both of those will happen. So I'm taking this potential matchup very seriously. So we're going to dive into this topic, and mainly this topic, and we'll provide a full fight prediction for Conor McGregor versus Colby Covington next. Broadcasting live from an undisclosed location, this is The Community MMA with your host, Chris Cross. what up what up this your boy Chris Cross checking in this is the community MMA and the internet world is buzzing at the prospect of Colby Covington and Conor McGregor facing off in the octagon absolutely buzzing I mean Colby Covington praised and I repeat praised Conor McGregor earlier today I mean it's hard to believe it's hard to believe this just happened without anyone behind the scenes pushing this to happen. But this is what Colby said. Colby says he's a great fighter, a history maker. He's made history multiple times with a KO of Jose Aldo in 13 seconds. Uh, was one of the most incredible things that's ever happened in the UFC. Things he's done in the sport no one's ever been able to do. So where is this coming from? Why is Colby Covington praising Conor McGregor? Your guess is as good as mine, but I'm betting behind the scenes the UFC is probably going to book McGregor versus Chandler in the welterweight division. They know that already. We don't know it yet. Colby Covington is going to fight Leon Edwards. We all know that for the welterweight title. In my prediction, which we haven't done yet because the fight hasn't been officially announced, but when we do it, we will predict And we will break it down as the reason we predicted, especially on the takedowns, uh, the takedown ability of Colby Covington. But we will predict him to win the fight. Make no mistake about it. So that means in terms of in my world, in my predictions, this fight is certainly uh, a realistic possibility. Make no mistake uh, about it. And this is a good good time to bring up the dude list again, because you see right there, Colby Covington is number six, right? And we get this all the time. We got to keep re-explaining ourselves. It's okay. These are our favorite fighters. Hamza Shemaya is number one. If Hamza faces anybody, we're picking Hamza to win. That's why he's number one. If Colby Covington faces most opponents, we believe he's going to win. We got Leon Edwards at nine. So Colby's going to be Leon, in our opinion. There's certain fights I don't have to dig too much. Unless something I look at really changes my opinion, this is how I'm going with it. And you know, For a long time, McGregor was one. Then Hamza came into the picture. Hamza moved to one. McGregor fell to two or three, but he's always been one of my favorite fighters. I'd love to see him get it going again if he can focus. Now he's talking about the bare knuckle thing. You know, He's losing focus again. But if he stays focused like he did against Cerrone and this time after he wins or next time when he fights and wins quickly or puts on a good showing and the UFC can get him back in the octagon in three to five months mcgregor will surge once again that's what i believe they did him wrong the last time when they made him wait over a year he beat cerrone on like in january and then didn't get to fight until all the way to the next january and you saw mcgregor forever on netflix that he was ready to fight immediately he only fought for 40 seconds he's amped up he's jumping on top of the octagon mcgregor is back and then no fight forever that was Of course, there's a lot of things going on at that time. The UFC shut down for a month or two, but they were the first sport back. You know what I'm talking about. They were setting up fights, but because of the logjam and really no one for McGregor to fight, and then the lightweight division was shaken out with Charles Oliveira winning the belt, the interim belt, and then he defended it successfully multiple times. Now Islam is the champ. You know, it's almost like McGregor was just waiting and waiting and waiting. And by the time he fought Poirier, he probably wasn't totally uh, into it. I remember that fight, he was nice and friendly. That didn't work for him. So then he came back the second time and he's throwing the hot sauce and doing all these things. So, you know, the UFC kind of did him wrong in terms of just, you know, it's not like the UFC does everyone wrong, but in terms of McGregor, they did. That's your superstar. He fought for 40 seconds. He wants to get back in the octagon. We don't need to wait for a title shot. Get him back in there and keep him hungry. Uh, Feed him. You got to feed the lion and the UFC didn't do that. So he took the L to Poirier and and really didn't seem like he was totally focused uh, for that fight. Even on the behind the scenes, you could when you watch McGregor forever on Netflix, you see like, okay, he's not it wasn't at his best in the second fight. He was. And who knows how that fight would have went if it went on, because McGregor didn't look bad in that first round. You know, he worked on a lot of things with the leg kicks and checking the leg kicks and he was looking good. You know, he. He caught a beat down at a point in the round. And then he fired back. He even stunned Dustin Poirier a few times in that first round. And then we all know what happened. He stepped back on that leg and he's been out for a year and a half, two years now. So that, that's how the story goes, right? But if everything comes to fruition and we get a Colby Covington versus Conor McGregor fight, that would be bananas because that means McGregor don't have to run the gauntlet. He gets one shot. He probably doesn't beat Usman in that situation, but Covington... Uh, is another story right a lot of people would think Covington will win that fight he's that's his division McGregor's got to move up but it's not like Colby is like 6'2 he's 5'11 McGregor's 5'9 McGregor would have an absolute shot in that division when he's amped up juiced up and when I say juice I don't mean juice like that I'm talking about just strong right maybe he's 175 180 cut into 170 and getting back to 180 by fight time and man I'm gonna tell you now mcgregor has a chance in that situation but does that mean we will predict him to win you know we love colby right we love colby that's our guy but when you get two guys this high up on the do list facing off potentially it makes a prediction very very tough uh but here's how it goes in terms of this fight in the welterweight division at a future ufc event this is a ufc fantasy prediction you got your boy conor mcgregor coming in at 22 and 6 taking on colby chaos covington who comes in at 17 and 3 and if this fight happens to take place colby covington will likely be the welterweight champion at that time and conor mcgregor aka the notorious will be coming in looking to be the ufc's first three belt champion so let's just get right into it covington Stands two inches taller at 5'11", but he gives up two inches in reach to Conor McGregor, 74-72. to 72. McGregor's a southpaw. Covington stands right-handed. Now, in terms of activity, favors Conor McGregor. 5.3 significant strikes per minute to 4.1 for Colby Covington. Uh, when you get into uh, takedown defense, 66% for Conor McGregor, 72%. For Colby Covington so they're both right about average Colby Covington a little bit better in this department and this is important these stats are important because Covington also lands about four takedowns over the course of three rounds you know he's going to control you he's going to try to he's going to limit your striking ability and he's going to land takedowns and McGregor doesn't have the best takedown defense and we've seen uh, that he can be submitted before for example uh, at the hands of Nate Diaz excuse me Nate Diaz now, digging deeper into Conor McGregor at first, he's got a, a couple losses in a row now to Dustin Poirier, right? Uh, we all know what happened in the last fight, but the previous fight, he got KO'd, right? And we have seen, uh, or I guess not, I thought Colby Covington fought Dustin Poirier, but he didn't. But nonetheless, McGregor lost two in a row uh, to Dustin Poirier. He's trying to come back. Probably first against Michael Chandler and try to try to wipe the slate clean, but before that he dropped Donald the Cowboy Cerrone in forty seconds. And had he fought right after that and not had to wait over a year to fight again, he may not have suffered the loss uh, to Dustin Poirier. But who knows? We didn't get to see that he had to wait a year and five days, roughly three hundred and seventy days after a forty-second fight against Cowboy Cerrone. That was tough on him for sure. Now Colby Covington's coming off the win against Jorge Masvidal by decision. Dominated with six takedowns, 94 to 67 uh, in terms of significant strikes. He lost to Kamaru Usman twice. He beat Tyrone Woodley in between uh, the two Usman fights. Now, if you really think about it, Colby Covington has held on to some of the top spots in the division for a long time. He's either been one or two. And he's only had uh, two fights since September 19th, 2020. So he's barely in the octagon. And that's a problem. Right? Because the worst thing for Conor McGregor would be a guy that's very active because he's not too active. You're facing a guy like Colby Covington who's not active either, it kind of levels the playing field. This fight completely comes down to whether Conor McGregor can defend the takedowns and whether the size difference will matter. You know, Colby Covington is going to be taller. He's going to attempt to pin McGregor against the fence. He's going to try to land takedowns. He's going to lay on top. He's going to try to get submissions. He's just going to control the heck out of mcgregor so mcgregor's got to defend the takedowns and you still got the x factor uh, of mcgregor's ability uh to land a ko punch at any time and guess what i'm willing to bank on the fact that conor mcgregor does in fact land that ko punch on colby covington who will get sloppy at some point in this fight and that's rare for him but you know you put mcgregor in a situation where he could be a potential three belt champion if things go in the direction of mcgregor winning uh over Chandler and Colby Covington winning over Leon Edwards you put McGregor in that situation he's got to win just one fight not go through the gauntlet I say McGregor wins this fight man and holds up the third belt the first time ever for any UFC fighter so in my opinion McGregor wins this fight and you know it won't be pretty but he'll find a way to win likely on significant strikes and a TKO or KO at some point in this fight, watch those leg kicks. He'll move to 23 and six, maybe 24 and six, with the win over Michael Chandler. At this point in time, uh, Colby Covington falls to 17 and four here in the welterweight division in a future UFC event. Yeah, buddy, we got Conor McGregor winning the fight. I mean, would you think it'd be any other way? I know since we've been doing the podcast, McGregor hasn't been a big topic of discussion because. He's the one that got me into the UFC, 2014 to 2016. Made me a fan. And then by 2017, 2018, we start the podcast. We don't know what we're doing. Now we got it together. We got a routine. We got the flow, predictions, reactions, UFC news and topics, all that stuff. So it feels good to be able to talk about McGregor in a positive light. And if he can get this, if he ever gets the opportunity to win a third belt, I think he wins the fight at all costs, 100%. He's only going to get one opportunity, and he may never get that opportunity, but if he does, he's winning. Now, let's shift gears. Stay on McGregor, but let's shift gears to The Ultimate Fighter, Season 31. I know you saw Episode 1 the other night. This is the first show since we've been back, so we want to uh, get into it, but I can tell you right now, T. McGregor does not look good, man. He's got the prospects in both divisions, the lightweight and bantamweight, and if you don't know how this goes, they, they pick the prospects or the veterans, And Team Chandler's got the veterans in both divisions. And (laughs) it's not going to be fair, uh, to say the least. So before we look at the future schedule, let's get into what happened uh, just two nights ago um, in the very first fight at the Ultimate Fighter. You got Trevor Wells, the prospect for Team McGregor, taking on Roosevelt Roberts, the veteran for Team Chandler. First fight on tap here at the Ultimate Fighter 31. A lot more to come. We're just getting this first fight. We'll break it all down later, but it's a lightweight division fight. Jennerman versus Roberts. Jennerman for McGregor, Roberts for Chandler. You got Prospect and Jennerman versus uh, Roberts the veteran. Oh, and a big right already by Roberts. And a left. Oh, and here comes Roberts already with an elbow. And Jennerman's down and he covers up and that is it. What? Roosevelt Roberts with the big finish, and McGregor can't beat it, or can't believe it. Eight, probably eight or nine seconds. We'll get the official time later. And Jennerman can't believe it. He can't believe it. And Roberts on top of the octagon now, talking to Dana White. Says, "All right, he's got two more to go. Right? He'll be the first guy in the semifinals." Yeah, so this might be the way it goes for Team McGregor throughout. I mean, he's got prospects up and down. He's got one or two guys that could make a run, that could keep him in it. But he might lose six or seven out of the first eight fights. I'm just going to be honest with you. And this is kind of how it looks for McGregor versus Chandler. You know, Nate Jennerman got the line through him. He went down. He's the lightweight number two ranked guy for McGregor. Lost to Roberts, number three for Chandler. But that's what you get in prospects versus veterans. And I said Trevor Wells. It was actually Nate Jennerman, excuse me, had that fight. Trevor Wells will fight Tamur Valiev next. That's going to be an interesting fight, but Tamur is ridiculous. Then you go down the list. You don't see any – these are all prospects for McGregor. I mean, the one guy I do like is Mondo Gutierrez against Cody Gibson. That might be a win for Team McGregor. Up and down the board, though, I don't see any other guys that are going to beat the likes of uh, Kurt Hollibal, Hunter Azur, uh, you know – I mean, Cody, even, even. Uh, well, let's get back to Kurt Holliball. He stared down Lee Hammond, and Hammond didn't even want to look at him, and that's the number one guy for McGregor in the lightweight. But to Valiev, he's winning. Hunter Azur is winning. Kurt Holliball is probably going to win. Brad Katona is probably going to win. Austin Hubbard is definitely going to win. This is trouble for T. McGregor. When he won that coin flip, he should have took the uh, veterans first, you know, when you get your choice in a situation, you got to take the veterans because you, you, it's not like you're getting six months to work with these guys to give them a chance. You're getting like a week, and we don't even really know the time frame. But evidently, tough. The Ultimate Fighter 31 was filmed in like four to six weeks. It wasn't that long. So that tells me that uh, T. McGregor is in serious trouble uh, in this situation, for sure. It, it does not look good. For Team McGregor, and I don't like it—the uh, new format with the prospects and the veterans. You know, just give us six, just give us eight fighters in both divisions that are somewhat evenly matched. Don't give us a Tamir and a Hunter Azur, and all these guys are going to be way better than prospects. It's just not—it's just not right, man. It's not a fair situation. But McGregor had his choice, and he chose wrong. That's the bottom line. As we jump into the Q and A. You got Decline Colgan saying, good man, Chris. I just think it's going to be fun. And a lot of talk about uh, Connor cutting guys from the show. To be honest, I smote a ray uh, when I heard it was only four weeks of shooting. Hmm. Yeah, so maybe, I mean, I'm going to take Declan's word for it. It's four weeks. That's not very long. That means it's going to be a very quick, you know, now the show will drag out for three months, two months, but the actual live uh recording didn't take long at all because it's probably uh, a washout in terms of a team Chandler just dominating and then at that point you know McGregor's going to fade off a little bit on the show if that happens hopefully he can keep one or two guys in it long enough to keep him in the show right Justin Gonzalez says Dana is a narcissist at a core he uses a small he uses small examples to try and set the narrative that is why he posted that article about Chamayev unfollowing him yeah, I mean and this the whole topic with Hamza is just ridiculous, man. Not having a fight. Kenneth Bruner says Hamza has put on new training videos on his channel. He looks better than ever. We just need a fight announced at one eighty five or higher. Yeah, it doesn't matter, right? If it's one eighty five or light heavyweight at two oh five. I mean it really doesn't matter. We just need a fight booked ASAP. I mean number one on the dude list, man. We can't get to, this guy can't get a fight. My favorite fighter cannot get a fight. When McGregor's winning, he can't get a fight. Lizard Jesus, or Lizard Jesus, one of the two, says, I'm not a Connor fan. I don't like him. But all I can say is one or even two good guys is all Connor needs. Connor definitely has the skills to train good fighters. All he really needs is that one who has it in him. And I agree. And that's probably uh, the weight number one, is the guy that can get the job done. RJ says, Dreykus and I grew up in the neighboring towns. It's a type of place where you learn how to fight, whether you want to or not. That's why I'm picking him. Yeah, I mean, listen, Dreykus is going to have a shot in that fight. That's why we predicted him. And Colby Chavez is back with the predictions. I love this. I wish more of you guys would do this. Give me something to match up with. He's got Al Bazi winning. So do we. Caceres, so do we. Jim Miller, so do we. And he's got Elliot and Silva winning. Jamie Mullarky getting the decision. Abu Bakr. Nurmagomedov winning by decision, Castaneda, Arlovsky. I like the Arlovsky pick. So it looks like, maybe not in the early fights because I'm not done with those yet, but it looks like most of the ones up there I agree with. So this will be a week where uh, me and Colby Chavez agree. You know, he's had one good week and I had an off week, and then I had a great week and he had an off week. So that's kind of how the predictions go, and that's why it's fun. gives me something uh, to compare. So that's the way (laughs) – The comments section is looking. You got a lot of talk about Hamza. Conor McGregor's name is picking up right now with the ultimate fighter in full force. And we'll get him and uh, Chandler duking it out at some point. Hopefully Colby Covington wins and McGregor wins. And then we got something real to talk about. You know, that that will be the best case scenario. Make no mistake about it. So we hope that's the way uh, that this thing falls. But for now, we got to wrap up the show. This your boy, Chris Cross. Hope you have a great day. God bless. Peace.